to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I would like to continue my um, conversation that I was having last um, Friday. And I was talking about, you know, the body of Christ. You know, we have 50% of the body of Christ that are really um, have a mixture in their life as far as the Old Covenant, Old Testament, New Covenant, New Testament. And really, they are, they're different um, covenants and they're different dispensations. And um, we have some mixture, which, you know, that basically, when you when you have mixture, then you don't have power from either one. And we need to walk in authority and power this year in 2023. And so we, I have been, um, you know, talking with you know fellow believers and. Um, also, we had a loss of Pastor Harold um, Lawrence, who was a member of our church, and he was like the custodian. He locked the church up and turned the lights off, so he was the first one at the church and the last one to leave the church, and really, really enjoyed um, him, and um and then, of course, I had gotten, that was the bitter news I had received that he had passed. And the sweet news was that I had received, I had been awarded from the NSF over a $100,000 uh, grant. And I was all excited about that. I have, it's conditional, so I've got some things, questions I've got to answer. Um, but it's been um, quite a bit of a, a journey and as as I reflect on the body of Christ and and the mixture, and I saw two great movies, um, Jesus has come out on the De- Deliverance movie, and then um, Jesus um, Revolution movie, and um, there were a lot of one of the hidden messages wasn't hidden really to me, but was revealed to me in the Jesus Revolution was movie was what why did the why did the revival pass away, you know, die down. And once again, it was flesh, human flesh, the flesh of the two pastors. Um, and who did God, Holy Spirit, primarily use was um, Pastor Lonnie. He was the most broken and the most humblest. And so he really had a personal um, relationship with Lord Jesus and Daddy God, Yue Vahe, and Lord God, Holy Spirit. So that's kind of what God is looking for. He's looking for broken and humble people uh, that he can use um, for his kingdom and for his glory. And so um, I saw a lot of dynamics in both of those. And then one of the, the words of wisdom that came out of Jesus come out was that you can be demonized. You don't have to be possessed by Satan because as a Christian, you can't be possessed by Satan, um, the Holy Spirit possesses us. Lord Jesus possesses us. He died for us. So, but we can be demonized, which means walking in depression, walking in poverty, walking in sickness, walking in disease, um, not having the disposition 
of Christ Jesus, of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. And so the body of Christ, about 50%, is um, um, and has mixture and 50% um, mixture, and they don't, don't walk in the Spirit, and they don't have an intimate, private relationship with the Lord. They don't have the second baptism of the Holy Spirit. And without the second baptism, you don't have any power. Right, you have. To, we have been given authority and power to overcome the works of the enemy. What are the works of the enemy? The works of the enemy are cancer, um, sickness and disease, um, human trafficking, um, lack and poverty. Um, these are the works. Every evil work, every curse on this earth is from. These are the works of what Satan. These are the works of Satan. So, so, but what we need to do is good works. And what are good works? Healing the sick. Um, blind, enabling the blind to see, feeding the poor, right? Um, those are the works of God. Jesus came to destroy all the works of the enemy. And that's what our job is. Our job is to destroy the works of the enemy. Sickness and disease, lack and poverty. All of these things, the enemy has come to bring on us. Jesus came to give us, to destroy his works and to give us the abundant life. You know, I'm in the camp where I do not believe that God causes cancer. I don't believe that. The sickness and disease or the lack of poverty, all this kind of stuff, is not from God. God does not, Satan is not God's errand boy. Satan, God does not need Satan to do anything for him. He got this. So, um, all these bad things that happen to good people are, are due to the accursed earth and because of choices that we made or choices that people around us have made. That's why we see bad things happen to what? Good people. So as I reflect and I, I think about the body of Christ and I look at, at what's happened in Ashbury and other um, revivals that are happening all across the nation, we need to, like Pastor Steve said, we need to have some signs and wonders. We need to have manifestation we need good works, good works to follow us. And that has been some of the things that I have been thinking about um, these past um, few days. Um, I've been thinking about the body of Christ and how we are should be about our Father's business that we need to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all other things. In Greek, all means all. <laughs> you know, all is all. God, all other things shall be added unto us. Peter was um, questioning Jesus when the rich man walked away with his head down. And Jesus said, it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for 
the wealthy of the rich man, the rich to be saved. And Peter was like, Lord, we have given up houses and relationships and everything to follow you. So, And Jesus clearly said, no man or woman that gives up houses or relationships or family, anything for the kingdom, you will give back a hundredfold. In this time, not in the by and by, not in heaven, on earth right now. And I think about that all the time when when the enemy um, comes against me, you know, I I always say, you owe me seven, seven times. So you 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 delayed this, you you um came against me on this, you you caused me uh, harm, whatever, then you owe me what? Seven. Seven times. No, no, you can't give me back just what you took. No, you're gonna give me back seven times what you took. And this is word. This is this is in the word of God. God the Father says what? This. Some good things are happening and are going to continue to happen. We are going to be in a situation like Goshen, like people of God, those who have accepted Christ Jesus. This is the thing. A lot of people still believe this is the 50% have and 50% not. Some people still believe that your sin is the reason why you go to hell. And, you know, and that's not why people go to hell. It is not about people that sin and don't sin because we all have sinned and we all have fallen short of the glory of God. Okay. So what is it? Jesus died for every sin. Every sin was covered by his blood. But you have to believe it and receive it and accept his blood, his gift of his blood for the forgiveness of your sin. Those of us who accept Christ Jesus' blood for the forgiveness of our sin are what we call forgiven. And guess what? We go to heaven. Those of us, those people who will not accept Christ Jesus' blood for the forgiveness of the sin, those are the people that want to work. They're going to work hard to get forgiven or they, they, um, um, don't deserve to be, they, they judge themselves and say that they don't deserve to be forgiven. You know, whatever, whatever rationale Satan makes them think incorrectly on it. And in the end, they will not accept the blood of Christ Jesus, the blood that he shed on Calvary and Galgotha for us. They will not accept it. And therefore they are un, what? Forgiven. Sins have been forgiven, but they have not accepted it. They did not, they did not accept the free gift. So therefore, they are unforgiven and they go to hell. Just simple as that. Now, some people say, well, there, there is no hell. Yeah, there is a hell, just like there is a heaven. The other interesting thing people don't realize is that we are all eternal beings. Eternal meaning not only, um, we live eternally forever, in, a, in either heaven or hell, but um, eternity is bigger than just living forever. Eternity is to know the Father and to know Christ Jesus, the Son, and to have intimacy with the Father and to have intimacy with the Son. 
And you can't do this without the power of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. The Lord God, Holy Spirit, you need the second baptism so that you can walk in authority and power on this earth. We need to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things. That all is all. All other things that you're concerned about, that you desire, shall be added onto what? You. So, but you don't do this to get, you know, this is a real interesting little situation because I do this when I teach on tithe and offerings and things like that. And one of the issues when people are starting out being tithers, you know, baby tithers, they think about giving to get, right? And that's not the right mindset. That's not, God looks at motives. He is very concerned about your motives of why you do what you do. He is very concerned about your heart. And so, um, because God is concerned about your motives, um, God uh, makes sure that you have correct motives. That's what he trains us up into having, not only doing the right thing, but having the correct motives when we're doing the right thing, right? Good, better, best. God wants us to do our best. And and so as you become a more mature tither, more mature giver, you you don't, Give to get. You don't, tithing is not giving. That's another thing. Tithing is a command. It is His, whether you give it to God or not. Now, when you tithe, you're acknowledging that God owns it all and, and giving our offerings, right? So our motives are very critical to God. And so it's not only you know, like Saul. I mean, he lost his whole kingdom, basically not only because he was disobedient, but he became more of a people pleaser. He was his motive. He was motivated by by man, the accolades of man, and being well thought of by man versus being well thought of by God the Father, God the Son, and God Lord God the Holy Spirit. So yes, it's um. It's it's been um, an interesting um, journey for us. Um, this the you know to be thinking about the the rapture is right around the corner. But we as part of the body of Christ, we need not be so concerned about the rapture. We should be more concerned about the good news, the gospel, and discipling. Discipleship, discipling people um, for the kingdom. We had great, great evangelists, Billy Graham and Mother Teresa and all these great men and women out there. But we got to be more into discipling, teaching people. And discipleship takes time. I had a practice of going to... Every city that God would send me to, I would there would be an individual that the Holy Spirit would place in my life, and I spent my time, my life, pouring, pouring my life into that individual. Meaning, 
I, I taught them everything that I knew spiritually about tithe and offering, about walking in love, walking in the spirit, being a living sacrifice, um, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, putting a guard over your mouth, a watch over the doors of your lips, making the meditation of your heart and mind being pleasing in your what? Sight? Yeah. So all of those things have, um, I would pour into individuals and then God will move me to another city and then there will be another individual that I would pour my life into on top of pouring my life into my children, Joshua and um, Davis and Jordan Davis, my two children. So I um, reflected on these things and it is imperative, it is important that we as believers be about our Father's business. We do not know the time or the hour of the rapture and I know a lot of people are focusing on the rapture and the Antichrist and all these things but really we need to focus on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness we need to focus on not only just evangelizing telling people about the good news the too good to be true news that Jesus came and died for our sins and he also died to reconcile us to the Father. Jesus came to show us how the first Adams should have walked on the earth, how walking in obedience and in love with the Father opens up the door for an abundant life, a heaven on earth. I mean, I look back, I look back on certain people's lives and you can see heaven on earth for some people and hell on earth for others. And it was all about their choices, about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, accepting Christ Jesus, being baptized by the Holy Spirit, right? And while being a disciple of Christ, not just saved, but becoming a disciple of Christ Jesus. So, uh, I, I want to reiterate again that you, if you're not born again, you need to be born again. The first step is accepting Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But an even more important step is the bat, the second baptism of the Lord God Holy Spirit. I, I kind of liken it to the first baptism, we drink a cup of gold, cold water. The second baptism, we are thrown into the Pacific Ocean. Okay? So we're surrounded, and we have the disposition of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control against such. There is no what? Law. So... It's important that with the loss of my dear friend Harold um, Lawrence, the Pastor Harold Lawrence, it makes me realize no one knows the hour or the time or the day that they too will, you know, leave this planet. My 
my dear friend, I had another dear friend, he he had a stroke, um, Robert Johnson, and he lived on for many, many, many years, just like Corey Tamboon. Corey Tamboon, I don't know if you know who she is, but she um, wrote the book, The Hiding Place. Corey Tamboon um, was from was from Holland, Dutch, Dutch uh, family, and they were Christians, and they during um, the Nazi, the moves of the German Nazis when they were trying to destroy and kill all the Jews, um, the Corrie Boone and her father and her her brother, they all risk their lives to um, save, to hide these people and to save these people. And they, of course, there was a Judas, there was a snitch who ratted them out and they were taken off to concentration camps. And everybody in her family, including her father, uh, who was a great Christian man, and her sister, who she loved and adored, Bessie, um, they all perished in the concentration camp. Corey Tamboon, through a clerical era, was um, <clears throat> was released from the German concentration camp. And soon after she left, everybody in the camp was exterminated, right? So God obviously um, had a special assignment for Corey Tamboon and so she went on to um to um continue to help um the people after the war was over and the and the Americans came in and joined the war and um and like I said don't worry about anything else but having a personal intimate relationship with the father and you have to do that through the second Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And how do you get the second baptism of the Holy Spirit? Just ask for the indwelling second baptism. You can just ask the Father, just like get on your knees or go in your quiet closet or wherever, talk to the Holy Spirit, talk to God, and ask for the second baptism. And you shall receive it. And that will give you the authority and the power to overcome the wiles of the enemy and to overcome the works of the devil. And like I said, the works of the devil are sickness and disease, lack and poverty. Every foul, polluted thing on this earth, hmm, all of it is the works of the devil. Every accursed thing on this earth. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can overcome this and you can pray and intercede and help people who are not where you are spiritually. Um, to to become disciples of Christ, get the baptism of the Holy Spirit themselves, and help them um, help them to receive the abundant life, have heaven while on earth through the baptism of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. One of the interesting things that a lot of believers don't know fifty at least fifty percent of the body of Christ does not know the. One, those of us who do have the power, who have, who have accepted Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, have received the second baptism of the Holy Spirit. We do. We walk in authority and power of the Lord. And I have walked in a, some of those, some of those authority. I've, and people have seen me walk in some supernatural areas. But one of the things is that we can do is we can remit sins. Now we can't forgive sins, but we can remit Sins. Now, what does that mean, Dr. Davis? What does that mean, the remittance of sin? Well, 
as you know, we have all come short, fall short, right, of the glory of God. We have all sinned, right? And so when you have a new believer, and I did uh, in my um, website, I talk about um, the different people who are, some people are God makes us the firemen, and some people are hazmat and and things like that. So, you know, so we all have different positions in the body of Christ. But when you're a young believer, new believer, you, I mean, Satan's is nipping at your heels. You know, probably houses burned down, your family relationships are jacked up. I mean, your finances are messed up. And you need somebody to stand in the gap to take, take some of that heat off of you so that you can think clearly and be what? And get the renewing of your mind. You're already saved. You received the blood of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin. So you are forgiven. However, now you need to get enough time to learn the word of God and to learn how to walk in the word of God. That's where the baptism, the second baptism of the Lord God Holy Spirit comes into play. But as the seasoned veteran believers, we stand in the gap for the young believers for the remittance of their sins. That means that we ask God to alleviate some of the consequences. Yeah, there are consequences um, and some of the pain and and the d- destruction that comes from the disobedient life and not living for Christ Jesus. So, so what happens? So the perfect example, Andrew Womack was talking about, there was a, a young believer and uh, he was talking to him and asking him, how was he doing? And he was saying he was doing great and he was back to his old ways, you know, um, falling back into sin and, 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 um, and he said, but you know, ever since I got saved, I don't feel the condemnation. I don't, I don't feel the sicknesses. I mean, I, none of that. So Andrew went back to the Lord and said, what is going on here? And, and God said, you have been standing in the gap and remitting his sins, the consequences of his sins. Which means you've been blocking the consequence so he doesn't feel condemnation. He doesn't feel, um, all the bad things that come along with the what? The curse, right? So <laughs> when Andrew Walmack realized he was doing that, of course, he immediately stopped. That man was at his door so fast. He said, what did y'all do? What did y'all do? I feel, I feel everything, all the, the condemnation, everything is, is coming down on me now. And Jesus and and Jesus gave Andrew Womack a word for the man saying, we have been standing in the gap to try to give you some breathing room, some time to get together. But instead of trying to get into the word and asking for the second baptism of the Holy Spirit, you want to play games. But there are consequences to what? Sin. Right. But. God is merciful and he will put people in your life that will stand in the gap just like a parent stands in the gap for their children parent stands in the gap for their children remittance of sin well I once again we will continue this conversation also um, I want to once again read Romans 10 9 that is if you confess 
with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Thank you. To be